Good morning. First, I want to thank you uh, for all uh, those that uh, shared your good wishes and brachas. So I'm glad to be back here. And we'll continue where we, uh, we left off. And with even yesterday's so the last year I gave was actually the day uh, Putin entered into Ukraine, just in case you're wondering. Not that necessarily a connection. Um, but we discussed, we were to began, we were in the middle of Atsilus, the world of Atsilus, and the whole say Talshlus that I began this beginning of this uh, semester, this beginning of this uh, and I covered, in general, Toyo and Tikkun, Atsilis as in Tikkun, and then what Atsilis is Bechlal. I talked about the structure of Atsilis, Nakuda, Svira, Patsuv, that was the last year. Also discussing the three different meanings of the word Svira, from Mispar, Sipur, and Sapir. So I'm obviously not going to go over all of that, but just briefly, that Atsilis is a mamutza, the language of Chassidus, between Alakus and Elamis. On one hand, you call it Elam Atsilis, but at the same time, it's called the Elam Ha'achdus, or Iyu V'chayu Echad, Iyu Echad. So it's an Elam that's Kulei Alakus, completely divine. So it's not higher than Elamis, because it's an Elam, it's... Uh, on the other hand, it's the perfect world, so to speak. So if you want to ask the question, what would be the perfect existence the way the Ebershta wanted it to be, Atzillus is, everything is perfection there. In a way, the world, Kedem Chetet Sadas, it says in Samaimorim, uh, based on that Izal, was like the level of Atzillus. Sometimes it says the level of Bria, but bottom line is the Chetet Sadas created a Yerida, like we learned in the Maimar Bosfagani from the Medrash Shira Shirim Rabbo. Then the beginning, Ikashchina Betachtainim Mesa. Bosfagani, Lignuni, which is that the Shechina was here, so the whole world was essentially a Keli Telekus. Until Chet Etzadas, which caused Nistalka Shechina from Aretz to the Kiya Hashvi, etc. And then all the Chatoim, all the generations afterwards, more concealment, more concealment. So we say, Elam al-Miluyin Nivra. The world was created to perfection. So the perfect world until the Chetet Tzadas. Only thing, that's Elam Azar Gashmi. But just as a Dugma. So Atzillus really is the, what's called the quintessential perfect existence. And how it plays itself out in Aveda, that an Asham of Atzillus is obvious, like the obvious, Hein Hein Amarkova, or the same thing, excuse me, with all Nishamas of Atzillus, Tzadikim, Rabbeim, say the Al-Tareb is a neshama of Atzillus, all the Rabbeim, it's a neshama that's completely aligned, it's a neshama, it's a mitzias, you can't say that uh, the Ovis didn't exist, they existed. Avram, Yitzhak, Yankiv, and all the Nisim, all have Ramachivarim and Shasagidim. 
They're not higher than structure. But their structure is complete Merkavad Zalakus. Everything, every tenua, every movement of, from their head to their toe is completely dedicated, aligned to what Ebeshter wants. And as we discussed, Atsilas gives us the capacity as this Mamutza to understand Alakus and to be Margish and to feel Alakus. Because if Atsilas didn't exist, you wouldn't have a dogma, you wouldn't have a reality that you can look at and say, ah, this is what we have to aspire to. So we say, even though none of us will ever necessarily reach the level of Avram Yitzhak but we have to say, we have to aspire to that. So we aspire to Avram by looking at his chesed, so we know what a perfect chesed is. So when we do chesed, and mils chasodim, or achnos tzarchim, or tzdokeh, we're trying to align ourselves and say, let's, here we have a dugma. And Avram himself is a dugma of chesed of Elokus. That's why the Sefer Haboyer says that, uh, that chesed of Atzilus came to the Ebishter once Avram was on earth and said, once you have Avram in this world, what do you need me for? Avram is walking chesed. So you see from this, the chesed of Atzilus, what is its Indian is to give us a, something to hold on to. What does Elokus look like? Even though the Ebishter is higher than tziur and structure, but he wants in the tziur and structure of existence that we should have something that we can hold on to and say, this is a dogma what the Ebishter's chesed looks like. So Avram is a perfect dogma of chesed. And Yitzchok, Pachad Yitzchok is Gvura. And uh, Yaakov is Teferes. And the same thing with all the personalities in the Torah, Meshe Rabbeinu, Chachma of Atzilis, uh, David and Shleimah Melech, Malchus of Atzilis. Everyone, like the Ushpizin and so on, you have each one represents another sphere or a combination of spheres. So we have now, when we study these people, when we study the Torah and we hear about these people and these personalities, we actually have a dogma, which is essentially what, what Atzilis is. We have a, um, an example, or I would say better than an example, a bridge, like an interface between a locus and structure in the world. So you say, for example, Moshe's Ishalikim. So it says that Ishalikim, the Rebbe spoke about it a lot in the year Shnasa Tishim of uh, 30 years ago, actually, of Yom because it's Kapitel Tzadik Aleph. So the Rebbe spoke about Ishalikim, Moshe Ishalikim. So the Medrash says, is it Ish or is he a Likim? So it says, Mechsev Lamaila was Ish. I'm sorry, it was a Likim, and Mechsev Lamata was Ish. And the Rebbe explains that means that he combined Ish and Likim together. Kimuvan is only one Eberstadt. But there's, like we said, the Eberstadt manifests himself in the Odom HaElyon, which is essentially Atsilis, and Nasa Odom B'Tzalmenu Kedmusenu. So we are B'Tzalmenu Kedmus of, of the, the Odom HaElyon, and that is Atsilis. Now, obviously, once it goes into Bria, Yitzir Asir, which we'll discuss more at length as we go along the series, it uh, the, becomes a Helam on the Elokus, so Bria is already not the perfect Odom, Odom de Bria. Odom de Yitzir is even less, and Odom de Asi is even less. So when you get down to this earth, and a human being is born, besides Neshamas de Atzilas that are perfect, and Atzilas just as on earth, and Elam Asiyah, they are like exactly as they are in Atzilas. Like he says, Lukutetere, he says, the Rebbe brings it very often, that when Moshe spoke to Pare in Elam Hazin, in Mitzrayim, in Ervis Haaretz, it was Atzilas speaking to Ervis Haaretz. No, as Moshe, even on, on, in Elam Hazar, remained that retained the nature, the personality of Atzilus. But the rest of us go through the Levushim, and that's why we say every day, Neshamesh and Asatabi, Tehedehi, which is Atzilus, 
אתה בראשו, אתה יצרת, אתה נפחת בי ואתה משם לבקרבי. Now, צדיקים also say that תפילה, but by them it's more בדרך מייבר, and by us it's בדרך אסלאפשוס, which means simply that, if you think of the difference between an express train and a local train, by us the אצילוס goes through בראשו יצרת in a לבוש, so it, it, um, it assumes the properties of בריאה and יצירה ונעשייה. And by tzaddikim of atzilas, neshamas of atzilas, they go through bria, but it's more like passing through. They retain their personality of atzilas, but they also relate to bria, yitzir, and asiya. Moshe was able to speak the language of this world. He didn't remain uh, completely atzilas in the sense that, uh, that he was not in this world. He was in this world, but his, his, his etzimah mahusav of neshama was an atzilas dik neshama. So this is a somewhat of a little summary and a, bit, a little also the application in Aveda of the role of atzilas. Some of this what I said, I already said earlier, some of it I've added a few points here and there. So what I want to do, continue now, is, okay, fine, that's a general overview of Atsilis as this mamutza. But what about the actual breakdown of Atsilis? It's not just the Elam Atsilis. We need to know, like I said, everything is in details. There's the Moichen of Atsilis, there's the Midas of Atsilis. When we try to emulate, like we say, Mahu Chanan, Valachta Bedrochov, and uh, that we have to follow so it says just as God is compassionate and kind we should be kind and so on um, so this is not just in general terms that we have a dogma like I said with Avram it's specific it's Avram's chesed that we learn from we learn the details of and then uh, unconditional love etc etc so Atzillus is not just a general elam, it also breaks down into protim. So I want to go now to the protim, and the key protim are the spheres of Atzillus. And actually the spheres, as we discussed at length earlier, and I'll go over it a, br- a bit uh, briefly now too, is really the building blocks of all elamis. Because spheres didn't begin in Atzillus. We learn about the Eses, spheres Agnusus, even Lifniat Simtsum, and the, definitely the spheres Achrat Simtsum, in Akudim, there's ten spheres, ten Eris and one Keli. Even in Toyu, there's ten spheres, there's ten Eris and ten Kelim. They're just not balanced. But the concept of spheres didn't begin in Natsilis. It's just that Natsilis, they come to full fruition in the healthiest, balanced way. But the concept of spheres goes all the way to Lamail of Lifniat Simpson. We learn about spheres and Ketz, and Esses spheres Agnusis, as I just mentioned. So, but, the, but I want to discuss how the spheres, not how they are in Natsilis. Because Atzillus is made up of these building blocks. So I want to talk about the spheres. So we did talk about how a sphere, the, we talked about the Nekud sphere parts of process of that was the last year. Nekud, everything starts with a spark, then it develops into a full sphere, whether it's Chochmah or Bino or Chesed or Vura, and then it develops into a parts of which is a combination of spheres. So there's the parts of, of Mechin, there's the parts of, of Midas, of Zah, of Malchus. A parts of is already like a face, a structure. So I'm not going to go over that, that we discussed. But I want to go a little more, the anatomy and so-called dissecting what exactly a sphere is. So again, the, the, the actual meaning of a sphere we also discussed at length. The three meanings, and Ayim Beis discusses it elaborately about, uh, as I said, sipur, uh, misper, sipur, uh, and sapir, that spheres convey essentially a locus. That's the way the Abraham transmits his so-called uh, instructions. So if you put it in the language of science, it would be like the DNA of existence. 
So just like the DNA in a human being is like essentially the, the language that gives a person the personality that you have is made up by your DNA. These are like the key, this is like, the, like, like a computer program. Like the zeros and ones that define each individual. So Svidish, you can say, is like spiritual DNA. And that's why they originate all the way lifting at Simpson, because as soon as there's any gilui, Chassidus explains, the gilui always comes through a sphere. Now, whether the sphere has shape and form or not, that's another discussion. But sphere simply means, and especially in the third meaning, uh, a light, sapir. It's shining a light. So if you were to say, how does the Ebersh to express himself? So we know it's through oir, but oir is poshet legamri, petachas apshitis. Oir, in turn, translates into spheres. And the spheres are the beginnings of the shape and form of what will become and what we will define existence to be. Now, we discussed, I believe, I think at length, the different shittas in the spheres. I discussed that in the beginning of this, of this right? The different three shittas, the Marakanti, the Mareches, and the Rizal, the Maramak. Is that correct? I'm almost sure I discussed it with the Rebbe Siche, his Metavich, between the shittas. I'm almost sure I discussed it. So I don't want to go over that again, but I will make small, short reference to it, and that is, and the Sphiris itself, there's a big discussion by the Mukabolim, do the Sphiris have shape or form or not? And what are the Sphiris? Are they Eiris? Are they Kalim? So briefly, Bekitsa Mamish, Bekitsa Nimlitz, the Rakanti, Shittis Menachemar Rakanti, was a more Mukabol, that held that the Sphiris are the Kalim. Because Eir has Roshalom to say any Tzir. Because air is like me'in ha'moyer, and the me'in ha'moyer, the moyer, there's no tzir, so there's no tzir in the air. The mareches holds the other way around, that the tzvidas are in the eiris. That the air does have a form of shape. And then comes the ramak, the pardis, ramak, and the ariza on their metavich, that mitzad the eiris is pshitis, and mitzad the kalim is tzir. This is a long discussion in many maimorim exodus, especially in the maimor, Drush Gimel Shittis from the Semach Tzedek. It's printed today in Eira Teir in Yonim, if you want to learn it, the Rikas. There he goes through all the Shittis. Also, Rabbi El in Sefer Erchim, there's a whole Erech called Eiris Pshitusim and Siyuram, where he gathers all the different Shittis and all the Maimorim. If you want to have a good uh, head spinning um, experience, go through that Erech and you'll see every possible Shitta and how they break down, and it's not, uh, as you'll see, like everything, it comes down to every shita has other shittas within it. So it's like a real um, complex maze. But the kids are, the three shittas are the general picture of what I just said. The, the, the machlekes in Teichen, it's not a machlekes in Metzius, obviously. It's not a machlekes in, uh, in uh, so what's, what do they really disagree about? The disagreement really is not whether the shittas purely have shit, but the question is, how, how, what's the relationship between the Tzir HaElemis with Agdus Hashem? That's the real question, because that's really what it comes to address. Because on one hand, we know the Ebishtah is Echot, Hashem Echot, and he created everything. On the other hand, he also created B'Reshish Baruch Lekim Esa Shemayim Vesa Oretz, Chol Tzvayahel, Shemayim Vesa and Oretz Vesa There's a world of multitude of Ischalkas, almost Bleak Vul, if not Bleak Vul Mamish. So which one is it? How do you reconcile this? And many other questions that come up. How do you bring together these two realities? So you're going to, unless you say, someone will say that the tziur ha'elamis, which really tziur means shape and form and structure, is chalkus, is a dimyan. And Chaz to say that. 
Because not a dimin. Mitzvahs are connected to the Tzir Elamis. You're supposed to dava shachris in the morning and not at night. And bottle yeme, bottle karbone. You know, there are things that mamashe isa daraisa, that if you do something in the wrong time, in the wrong day, and so on. So you see, structure is not just a manner that the world is defined by demim tzameh chayim edaber or other chalkus. Teir itself, uh, uh, not just respects, but Teir demands that we um, relate to the structure of existence. So many ways, this is what they disagree about, is the question is, where is the tzir? Is the tzir in the air itself, in the lakusha bizeh, or, in the, or, or the, the tzir is more of a nivra? And there's a mile in each argument. If you say that the tzir is in the nivra, so then in a way you have more lakus when you have the eris. If you say that tzir is in the eris, you have more of the structure of existence relates more to lakus, it's more ardus. But it may not be the highest levels of lakus. The Rebbe, in a famous sikhim, B'Shavaz B'Shalach, Pasha B'Shalach, Tov Shem Tezvov, he's metavach and says, one speaks Mamayla Mata, one is Mamata Lamayla. Bottom line is all the shittas are emes, because each one has something that brings out another nukuda. One is more bislapshis in Tzira Elamis, and one is more, respect, reflects more the Ardus of Elakus. And it's, it's always, always going to be a balance, which when you focus on, like I think I mentioned then, Sure, the, the, like in the mitzvahs, when we say, Asher Kedeshonu B'mitzvahs V'tzivonu, La'aniach Tfilm, or La'atifas Talas, or whatever the mitzvah, the, the baruch is, Achilles Matzah, or Achilles uh, Lulav. So the Asher Kedeshonu B'mitzvahs V'tzivonu is a ma'achid, is a, is a common denominator of all mitzvahs. The Ebershah is Mekadosh, Asher Kedeshonu B'mitzvahs V'tzivonu. But then comes, he wants the prat, Tfilm, Matzah, Mezuzah, the lulav, and so on. So the, is the focus on the kavona klolis, that's the rotsan Hashem, that would be more pshitis, or is the kavona on the, on the, on the nukudah pratis, how it's mislabish in, specifically in the tefillin, or in the talis, or in the lulav, and so on. And the answer ultimately is both. But sometimes, even in Avedis Hashem, sometimes your kavona is more kavona klolis, you focus more on the kedushan mitzvah and sometimes the focus is on the prat. And this is a general, you have a, a very powerful sikha from the Rebbe, he talks about the mishkin is more important, the klolos ha-mishkin or the protim of the mishkin, etc. And the end of the day, you need both. And the question is only, what are you be madgish? What are you emphasizing? So that's a general tivuch of it. And that also comes to explain, going back to Atzillus, that the spheres of Atzillus have this, these, these dual properties, that on one hand, the spheres are clearly elokus, because the Svidus has Rashalm to say they're not man-made, the Ebishta created these Svidus. The question is, how much, how much of the, how much of the Pshittus of Elikus do they retain? And how much Seer do they have? So either way, all the Shittas hold that the Svidus have some type of relationship, because even the shit of the, of the Rakanti, that the Eris Abshutim Ligamri, but still those Eris were Mislabish and Caleb. He doesn't say the Eris are not Mislabish and Caleb. The, the, one of the classic examples for that is like the difference between that the, the, the liquid, the water can be, could be colorless, but you put it into colored glass, tinted glass, it assumes the color of the glass. So even though, let's say, water, which is whitish white, you put it into a blue glass, it looks blue. If you put it in a red glass, it looks red. You put it in a green glass, it looks green. Now, if the Eidus were completely pshitis, legamri, they wouldn't even be shy to be affected altogether by the keli. 
So even the Rakanti holds, even those that hold the Eidus Apshutim, they still say the Eid is going to fit into a Keli. They just say the Keli doesn't change the Eid. It just changed the perception of the air that it looks like it's a color. And the other shit that holds that the eris are, are mitzvayarim also don't say the air is a keli. It just says the air, even before it goes into the keli, also has something in it that defines that it's chachmar bina, except you can't recognize it yet. If you want more explanation on this, just learn Ayin Beis in the beginning, where he brings many dugmois, he brings the Bashami and Beis Hillel, where Beishami is Gvura and Beishil is Chesed, but sometimes you find Mekule Beishame, that Beishame is Mekel. So you could see even Beishame, even though his Eiren Keli is Gvura, but sometimes it changes. That means that the Eir also has an element of Chesed in it. That's why Shame can say, Beishame could say it could be Mekel, and Beishil could be Machm, as he explains there. And also the fact that they learned from Shmaya Vavtalian. And, and Shammai heard from Shmai Vavtalian Chumra, Gvura, and Hillel heard Chesed. So what was coming out of the mouth of Shmai Vavtalian? Was it Chesed or Gvura? So the Rebbe Rashab explains that the truth is it didn't have Tzir yet. It could go both directions. That means the Eiris of Shmai Vavtalian, when they taught, had in it the element of Chesed and Gvura. Shammai, whose Kalim was Gvura Vure, he heard the Gvura Shebezeh, and Hillel heard the Chesed Shebezeh. So you see from all of this that it's not just black and white, Eid is here and the Kali is there. They relate to each other. The question is only a matter of uh, emphasis and, uh, and, and how much and how, what's, what's the, the key focus on. And the, the goal ultimately, to be honest, is that it should be seamless, that we ha- should have the Pshittis of Elikus and Agdus Hashem should be expressed in the Heschalkus and Seer of Elimus. That's what you really want. That's why you need all the Shittis. Because each shita focuses on a different ma'ala, yesh b'zeh ma'ashem b'zeh. You bring them together, you have the full glorious picture, which is really one of the big chidushim of Chassidus Chabad with Alter Rebbe and the Rabbeim brought together all the shittas. And once you see it that way, all the shittas become part of the puzzle. We don't go one, we don't pascalite one or not the other. Alter Rebbe ultimately is metavich between them all. And as the Shemach Tzedek in his Maimer says, that in some Maimorim the Alter Rebbe goes more according to one shitta. In other Maimorim it goes according to other shitta. And it's not a stirib for the reasons I just explained. Because again, we're not talking here about halochel and maisa, whether it's kosher or treif. There you can't have both. Here we're talking with ruchnius, and, and, and each one has a mile. Even in the kosher and treif, we know, even, in, even though halochel could only be one way, there's still eilu ve'elu divrei kim chayim. But in the spheres, you can actually be reality in this world. You can have both elements. And just to question what you're emphasizing. Okay. So with that, what I want to do is start now, go into the actual structure of the spheres themselves. So we'll start with the words from the Sefer Yitzira. Um, <coughs> so the Sefer Yitzira Yudua that says, Esa spheres bli ma. So the Sefi Yitzira, just for the record, is considered to be composed by Mavram uh, Avinu. Not necessarily the Loshen Mamish, but definitely the Teichen. And therefore considered to be the, probably the first Sefer in Kabbalah. Some say the Zil HaMalach is the earlier Sefer and that was composed by other Marishim. But it's not so clear, and I don't know if there's a real... Uh, or from the Rabbeim, we know anything definitive, just for this, an aside. 
So in case you ever need the trivia of which is the first Sefer Kabbalah, the Zil HaMalach possibly, but Sefer Yitzit is most likely the most earliest, uh, the earliest uh, text. Now, um, actually, Arya Kaplan has a great translation uh, in English of Sefer Yitzit, just for the record. But Sefer Yitzit is cited, of course, in Chassidus very often. And it's the first place where Sefidus are mentioned explicitly. Now, the truth is, the Sefidus are mentioned in Tedesh Abiksav. You have Lecha Hashem Agdula, Agvura, Hatiferes, etc. And you have other places where, you, where there's references to Chochma, Bina, Das. <coughs> but in the language of Sefidus, Esa Sefidus, the Sefi Yitzir. Of course, the Zehar elaborates as well, and then later Kabbalah. So the expression is Esa Sefidus Blima, which means, literally means 10 spheres without substance. Blima, as the word ma. And, um, and then it says 10 and not 9, and 10 and not, ele- 10 and not 11, or 10 and not 9. In other words, it's dafke 10. And he continues and brings more details about these spheres. So, so first of all, you see here right away both elements. On one hand, you say es spheres, but it's blima, which means more pshitis. So, so right there you already see a remez to the, the, what I spoke about before. Is it structure? Is that a tzir? Or is it a pshittis? Is it lack of structure? And basically, Sefi Yitzir is saying both. It's ten spheres, blima. And Chassidus discusses all these, uh, the, the, all the nuances of the details of this language. If it's tzviris, why do you say blima? What does it mean, blima? How could something have eser and not have any substance? So I'm not going to go into that. It's not so negate to the techen, what we're discussing right now. But that's where it's established that there's ten spheres. And Dafke ten, you see, not eleven, not twelve, not, uh, not nine. Um, now, why is that Nigeya? The Abishta, of course, could have made twenty spheres. He could have made a hundred spheres. He could have spheres St. Ketz, we know. Because ten is the, cho- the chosen number that is a misper hasholem. The uh, Rebbe brings often from the Milas here, going from the Rambam, that ten is the perfect number where it covers three times three, which is all the ketzovis, and uh, the tenth is the, the kloli, and you have it said, ten is a misprasom. That's why you find in Teir, Asarim Amores Nivra Elam, Aseres Hadibres, number ten is a, is a number, a minion, etc., etc. Ten is a misprasom. And actually, the Asarim Amores and the Asarim Amores all are connected to the Asasvidus. The Asarim Amores are nishtalshul from the Asasvidus. So, Therefore, the ten spheres essentially are the, called the ten, I said before, DNA. You can call them the building blocks. However you want to define it, it's basically the, the building blocks of all of existence. And I mentioned before, it goes all the way back to Lifniat Simpson, that when the Ebershter was first Mitzayer, so to speak, the language of Chesidus, Shir Atzmei Bekeach, from the Migdash Melech and Zayar, but Eishra Menisad the Malka, Kol of Gelifu B'Tehiri Law, that the Ebershter envisioned what the world would look like, even though it doesn't exist yet, just like an artist envisions the art he's going to create. So how does he envision it? That means the Esosphiris Agnusus. But in Atsilas, we're not talking about envisioning anymore. We're talking about a reality of actual ten spheres. And we all know what they are. Chochma bin Adas, Chesed Gvore Teferes, Netzacheid Yiseid Malchus. Now, what about Keser? Isn't Kesser also a Sphira? We know there's a Sphira Sarkesser. And the, and the Sefi Tzidus clearly says 10 and not 11. So how do you fit it in? 
So let me talk about that. And then what I'm going to do in the next, this week and the next weeks, hopefully, will be, go, I'm going to go through actual every sphere itself and talk about and dissect each sphere, what is exactly each sphere, its role, and how they interact, and so on. I think that that's the next logical step in this whole series of shiurim in the Seder's Tausas, the spheres themselves. But I think the first thing we need to address is keser. So is keser a sphere or not a sphere? So actually, that's a question that the Ramak poses. He has a whole shot in, Pardis, in the Pardis, and he calls it ima keser hua ensof. That's exactly what it's called. Is keser ensof? Because if it's ensof, then it's not a question. It's not part of the spheres. It's ensof. If it's not ensof, then it is a sphere. Then how do you reconcile that with the other, which sphere do you remove? So I want to talk about that right now. And, um, and then we're going to go literally from Keser to Chochmet to Bina and so on. So, thank God for Chassidus Chabad. Because with Chassidus Chabad, it would all be very Havshotadik. Essentially like mathematical formulas, Lahavdil, um, of, uh, of uh, different levels. And it wouldn't have a logic to it. So when you say the spheres, you have to know what you're talking about. The word keser is so much used, but until you learn Chassidus Chabad, the Alter Rebbe gave keser a definition that we can relate to. Because remember, at the end of the day, all these spheres, if you don't relate to them, and this remain the, the remain abstract concepts, how does it help us connect to the Alakus if we don't relate to it? So the so the, what's so it's critical, and this is something that I remember when we were in yeshiva. This was one of the I personally struggled with this. We learned all these terms, Atzilas, Bri, Yitzir, Asiya, Kesa, the Svidas, and no one, we were never translated, what do these words mean? Yes, we know them and we understand their role and so on, but give me something like Mepsode Echza that I can hold on to and say, ah, this is in my life, here's Keser. So the Alter Rebbe, one of the Chidushim of Chassidus Chabad was exactly that. You know, people ask, everyone says, the Alter Rebbe was Malbish, Kabbalah primisatele in Seichel, in Chabad. What does that mean exactly? It's a nice statement. We say it all the time. Every Yutas Kislev you hear Fabrengans about it, or all the time. It's Malbish primisatele in Chabad. And as a matter of fact, it was such a big Chiddush that it created the whole Gzeda Lamaila of, of the Maiser and Geula of Yutas Kislev because maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. And Chsidim cried about it, and all the different Mashalim of the Keser Melech that the, the, the Ben Chela, the child that's uh, ill and dying, and the only way to save the child is to crush the stone, the most precious stone in the king's crown. What, what does all that mean? What did the Alter Rebbe do already? The Alter Rebbe explained ideas. Is that such a tremendous revolution? Well, the answer is, the Alter Rebbe gave a language that a, that a Ben Odom like us, even someone who's not a Balmadregen, who didn't reach any high levels of Aved that can understand the word Keser in our lives. Until Dalta Rebbe, only those that knew the secret code would understand what Keser was. If you said Keser to someone and you have never understood what it means in your life, yeah, it's a nice word. It means, but what does it mean? And Dalta Rebbe translates, Keser is Rotsen. Keser is Rotsen. Now the truth is, if you look in that, Rizal, you'll find he says that also. But he doesn't emphasize it. Because what the Alter Rebbe did was, the key is Mipsori Erza He took Kabbalah that we are familiar with, and all the, we know the language, and he turned it into something that Mipsori Erza You can find it in your own flesh. You can look in the mirror, literally, 
and look in your own eyes, in your own flesh, in your faculties and your person, and you could see Elikus in your own being. So you have right away now something to work with. You have an examples in your own personal life. Take away that, the ideas remain. You, yes, you can learn about it, and you can maybe even relate to it, but it remains something that's elusive and beyond us. So in the fact that the Alter Rebbe did that, and you see the Chiddush of giving Mishol and Gashmim, the Chiddush brings, the Alter Rebbe gave a Moshel for everything. Even the Tzimtzum, the Moshel of the Talmud, the Rav and Talmud. The Misholim make it come in a way that we can relate to an Atum. What's a Moshel? When a Talmud, is, when a Rav is teaching a Talmud, and the Talmud can't understand the concept, the Musag on its own, what's a good Moshel? Something that the child, that the student can relate to. Ah, now you explain it to me in something I can relate to. Now I understand the nimshal. That's essentially the whole idea of real teaching. So al Rebbe was the ultimate teacher of taking primis atera and putting it into misholim gashmim that are in our lives. And you say, oh, now, okay, a rav has to be metzamtzim is eir in order to be able to be mamshich, teach a student. al derechzeh, kav yochel was metzamtzim le'er in order to, mamshich hakav, and uh, be able to create the worlds. And create with all the thousands and thousands of Misholim that the Alter Rebbe and the Rabbeim afterwards explained ideas like this. So these are not just to help us understand, it helps us to relate to it. That's the most important part, you can relate to it. So when you say now, Kesed is Rotson, so right, look at Ayin Beis. The whole Ayin Beis is, is about, orbits around the theme of Kesed. Starts right in the beginning, B'Shoah Sheikh Dimu. And Yisrael Nasal and Nishma is Kosel, is when and then he talks about what Kesed is, and he says Kesed is Rotson, that before anything you need the Rotson Hashem to create the worlds. So Kesed is Rotson. As soon as you hear Rotson, it says like this If I asked you, um, how did you get to the Koyal today? The first thing you needed was a Rotson. If you didn't have a desire to come here this morning, you wouldn't be here. Once you're here, you do what you have to do. So everything begins, anything begins. You want to build a house, you need a rotsen to build a house. You want to get married, you need a rotsen. There's nothing in existence that can happen without desire. So once you hear the word keser, once you hear the word rotsen, now you understand. Keser is the first step of everything. There's no keser, there's no chachmem bin adas because there's no rotsen for it. Why would the Abish to make a chachm if he has no rotsen for the whole thing in the first place? So he has to have a rotsen. A rotsen, on the other hand, is a rotsen kloli. This could be a rotsam for Chochmah, it could be a rotsam for Bina, it could be a rotsam for Das, it could be a rotsam for Atzillus, for Bria, as he explains. Literally, the first page in Ayim Beis, first Mamish, the first page, is, is literally about this. The first, uh, not the first page, but the first page. So, so this is, so, so once you understand the word rotsam, you understand that rotsam is the first level. The question now is, as the Paradis put it, is rotsam more Ainsof or is Rotson already a Sphere? That's the question. And there's Taka different days. If you learn Samachvov in Vayelach, he talks about two days. That the, Ram, the Ramak actually goes that Keser is not Ainsof, but the Ramesh says it is Ainsof. Now, again, just like we spoke before about the Sphiris, it's not a Machlekes and Metzias, just a question of the emphasis. Because as soon as the Abishta says, I want a Rotson, I have a Rotson for Elamis. Is that already an Elam? Does it relate to the world of Elamis? Or is it still relates to Rotz and Hashem? And we know both, both can be true. 
Like I mentioned before, we know on one hand that when you do a mitzvah, you're not supposed to be shekel, kalis kichamuris. You're not supposed to say this mitzvah is a bigger mitzvah, this is a smaller mitzvah. Why? Because they're all equal by one thing. Even if the Ebishter told us to go chop wood, what difference does it make whether it's chopping wood or whether it's bringing a carbon in the Beis Hamikdash? If it's Ratzon Hashem, it's Ratzon Hashem. So on one hand, Ratzon Hashem is ain't soft, it's pshitis. It's just an extension, whatever the Ebishter wants. On the other hand, the Ratzon is for something. So the Ratzon already relates to existence. And this really lies the essence of what Keset is. It's also a mamutza, like Atzilus in general. It's the Ratzon, is the mamutza between the Balham Ratzon and the Dover Hanirza. So you have the person, let's talk in a human being. It's me, there's you, then there's a Ratzon that we both have to meet and talk to each other. If we don't have that Ratzon, you and I will be in two different worlds. So Keset, in that sense, can be seen as a Svira, it can be also seen not as a Svira. So how do we ultimately reconcile that? So comes the Arizal and answers, and he brings this in Vayelach and Samachvav, that Keser has two parts to it. Atik and Arich. Atik is Natak, is from the word Natak, completely removed. So it uh, it's belongs to the world of the Maitzil, the emanator. So it's higher than Sviris. And Arich is racial and Atzalim. So in Keser itself, you have two parts. One relates more to the Ein Sof of Elikos. In other words, it's the Ratzin Hashem that connects more to being Ratzin, the Abhad Gosh is, the Ebrishter's Ratzin. And the second is the Ratzin, what does he want? And what Arich focuses on, what he wants. Now, generally speaking, Atik and Arich sometimes associated with Tainug and Ratzin, with Arich being more the Ratzin for the Elamis, and Atik being more the Tainug, which is the Tainug of the Tainug Eliki, of why he wants this Ratzin. But I don't want to go into that so much right now because it's a bigger analysis of Keset. Maybe I'll talk about it more later, but right now I just wanted to focus on this. So there you have that Keset has both elements to it. And so it is a Svira on one hand, when you're talking about Arich, and, and it's, it's not a Svira when you talk about Atik. But then what do you do with the fact, if you're talking about Arich, so what happens with the ten Sviras? We, we know we have Chochmeth through Malchus, you already have ten. And Sefi Yitzhida said clearly 10 and not 11. So how, do you get an, how could you have an 11th spirit? So here comes a statement from the Arizal, which I'm sure you've learned about. Different Maimorim in Samachay, the Shvuas Hemshech, and other places. The clause like this. That means that when you count Arich, you don't count das. And when you count das, you don't count arich. Now, atik is never counted because atik is lamail of it all. So basically, that's how you reconcile. You can't have both keser and das in the count of 10 or else you have 11. So basically, one replaces the other. The question is, what does that mean? I mean, is this time a spill with play of words? It's just a game? Obviously not. So Chassidus explains that Das and Keser have something similar. Remember, Das is a Kavam Tzoi, right? You have Keser, Das, Teferes, Yisayid, Malchus. When you have the Sphere structured 
are right, left, and center. So das is, goes all the way up to keser. So das, Siddhis explains, is be'etzim apnimi. That's why cotton named by das, is not about das. Das be'etzim is apnimi, is the energy. A cotton could have chokh membina, but he, but he doesn't have das. What is das? He says in Tanya, notion is kashrus. Das means the ability to focus and completely concentrate on something until you become one with it. The famous marshal uh, from, uh, the, uh, the, uh, from uh, Rajbats of explaining Das that when a person, uh, uh, the example given for it is that in the olden days not everybody was able to read. So a letter came to someone, unfortunately telling him the sad news that his father passed away. He couldn't read it, so he hired someone to read the letter for him. As he was reading the letter, the guy's right reading what happened. So, of course, the son faints when he hears that his father passed away. And the one reading the letter continues reading. So he asks the question, one second, he's reading the letter, he knows about the news before him. So he says, It's not negated to him. In other words, das is when it's negated by nefesh to you. Just to know something, does not mean it affects you. So das is essentially a pneumistic experience. It's internalizing knowledge. To just say chokhmah bina, like he says in Tanya, chokhmah bina is taka critical. You need the nukudas ha-chokhmah. You need ha-chovas ha-bina, expansion of bina. But das becomes what sometimes the language of Chesidus, ha-kara, ha-gosha. You feel it. It's not midas yet, but it's the mamutza between meichen and midas. But, but das means it's negate and benefish to you. How many ideas that we know, not negate benefish. You could be, you can learn something, you can learn a Gemara, you can learn Chassidus too, and know, and know it brilliantly, and you can repeat it and teach it to other people. But you, it's not mine, doesn't mean it's mine. Negei benefesh means that you feel this is my life, and I, my life is dependent on it. You know, like the Rebbe would say many times by Fabrengim, Meret Meret, Naga. And they, someone asked the Rebbe, what do you mean? People chazer the Rebbe's words, and they learn it. He says, yeah, you can learn something. Pogavanoga means your life is dependent on it. That you're ready to go on shlichus, you're ready to put your life on the, on the line because you believe in it to that extent. So das be'etzim is a pneumistic experience. So Chassidus explains that when you count the spheres mitzat pneumius, so then das is the ikir, and then you don't count arich. Because arich is chitzenius. Arich is chitzenius hakeser. And atik is pneumius, but atik is lamayla mesphiris. When you count the spheres mitzat chitzenius, meaning more the structure of the spheres, so then you count arich, the rotsen for the spheres, and you don't count das. So das is only counted when you're really talking about a pneumistic way of looking at things. That's what he explains in Samachay and other places. There's still questions that are asked about it, and Samachay actually asks a question, and he doesn't end up answering it regarding this, uh, this issue that I'm discussing here, but I don't want to go into that right now. So that essentially establishes the role of Kesser. So Kesser is a Rotzen, generally speaking, the Rotzen Kloli for the Rotz of whatever Kesser is. Kesser of Atzilus, the Rotzen Kloli for, for Atzilus. Kesser of, let's say, of, uh, of uh, Bria is the Rotzen Kloli for Bria. Kesser HaKloli of Ak is the Rotzen Kloli for all Yishtalshlus. And the Kesser Lifniatzimtzum of Malchus of Ein Sof and so on is the Kesser, the Rotzen Kloli for all of existence. So wherever you go, Kesed is Rotzen, as he says in Ayin Beis in the beginning. And, 
And Rotson, as I just said, has both properties. On one hand, it's already no more the Balha Rotson alone. He already wants something. Olabritsene, the expression Olabritsene means that before Olabritsene, it was not Ola. That means it's a level already, a level, a step outside of the Balha Rotson, of the one who desires. But on the other hand, it's not a step outside that literally is already a creation because it's still his Rotson. When you want something, you want a house right now, it's your, it's your Rotson. It's not yet building the house. So it still relates to the Baal HaRotzen. And that's the role of Keser. So therefore, on one hand, Svira, one hand, not Svira, depending on Chetzenius and Das is dependent on that as well. So that covers, at least briefly, what Keser is. You know, obviously, a lot more to talk about Atik and Arich, but that's, that's the Nekudah in general. In, 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 the, in the level of Neshama, since we're talking about Psariach Zalakah, Generally speaking, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chai the five levels, the five dimensions, is nefesh is usually nehi, the lowest three spheres, um, and the ruach is chagas, uh, neshama is chabad, chaye is uh, arich, and yechida is atik. That's the general structure. So we have within ourselves all five. Now every day we dive in three tefillahs, so we reach... Nehi, Chagas, and Chabad. On Shabbos and Yontav, we add Musaf. So we also reach Arich, uh, which is Chaya. And in Yom Kippur, once a year, Chomesh Tfilis, the five Tfilis, also Neila, which is the level, of course, of Primius Atik, Primius Keser and Atik, and Primius Atik. Yechida Shevenefers, that's why Yom Kippur is connected to Yechida, just to put it into context. So Naveda, that's the Etzaman Shomach, Achaz Bashana, Yom Kippur. Now, of course, Yechid is always there by a person, but that's when it's Meir Begoli and Yom Kippur. So there you have uh, somewhat the structure of Keser, and then the other, and then we're going to talk about the other spheres. So what we're going to do now is maybe let's see what time is it? A few more minutes. Um, so I'm going to go from here. It's going to go from Keser. We're going to go to Chachma. Now, again, it's not an exhaustive analysis of each of Keser because I really want to focus on that Silas component. But of course, next step is the relationship between Kesson and Chachm. So I'll just say a short Agdom on that, and then I'll elaborate next, uh, next year, next week. Everything regular schedule next week's? Yeah. So, um, everybody has heard the expression so many times in Chassidus, Chachm ma'ayin timotze. Chachm ma'ayin timotze. So Chassidus teaches, not just the posh, the teach in the posuk, the Chochmah comes from Ayin, and the Ayin is Keser. And it's in a form of Mitziyah, Timotzeh. So there's a connection between Chochmah and Keser. Briefly put in the language of, again, Kreches HaNefesh, Mipsori and I want to quote the Tanya, the famous Tanya, Peri Gimel, where the Alter Rebbe says that um, the, uh, the Eser Kreches HaNefesh of the Nefesh HaLakish, Shenishtal Shlul Mehen, from the Eser Sviris, this is like a critical line. That means our ten faculties are reflective and evolve from the ten spheres. So Chochmah is essentially the first place of consciousness, conscious wisdom that originates from what we'll call the superconsciousness of Keser. So when an idea falls in your head, the Havroka, we say Baruch HaMavrik, the Chochmah is an Akudis HaChochmah. So we talk about where did that spark come from? You know, suddenly an idea falls into you and you say, wow. And you can't identify where it came from. 
You know it came from somewhere, but you can't say where. That's Chachma Ma'ayin to Matzah. That's Chachma receiving from Keser. So Keser is like behind the curtain. You can call the collective superconscious where all consciousness comes from. Chachma is already the beginning of the first spark. So if you think of, let's say, a, a, a Mayon, a spring of water, and you see a drop of water comes out of it, you know the drop is coming from somewhere. So where it's coming from is Kesel, and Chochmah is going to be the first place where consciousness begins. So to really understand Chochmah and, and, and Kesel, in Atzillus, I think we have to first understand how it works in our own consciousness. Where does consciousness come from? The idea that you're aware of an idea, where does that, how does that manifest? How does that express itself? But this already I'll leave for the next year. I'll go into more detail. I just wanted to lay out the beginning of it. And what I'll do is go through each of the spheres, hopefully, and most importantly explain how they are all part of the Mamutsa of Atsilus. Because remember, we're talking about the pure world where you want to have a dugma, you want to have a perfect interface to Likus. So if you learn about Keser, you're learning about the Rotsen of the Ebishter. You're learning about Chachm, you're learning about the Chachm of the Ebishter. And that allows our Rotsen and our Chachm to align itself that we can become similar and align our uh, the tzelim the 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 adam that was nivra b'tzalmenu to the tzelim elikim, and in effect, that's where we become an achdus between our lives and elikus, which is of course the whole goal, the true dira b'tachtenim in each individual person that a person becomes a complete ishaliki as much as possible, each one according to their madrega and aved. So we'll stop here, and uh, we'll continue next week. Everyone have a very good day.